0: So I want you to look over here in Luke's Gospel. and Let's look in the sixth chapter. Luke chapter 6 and verse 17. You know, this entire chapter is so great. Uh, And the Lord teaches so many things. And he ends up teaching us that we need to build our house on the rock and be wise in what we're doing. But here in verse 17, Jesus had spent all night in prayer. Comes down off the mountain. Sets his 12 apostles in. And then in verse 17 it says, And he came down with them and stood on the level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now, we're going to touch on that. That's going to be our main text right there. Who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. But now let's read on. As well, in other words, not just people who had physical infirmity, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and were healed. People who had, you know, emotional problems and, and, and you know, and depression and, and the devil lying and tormenting their minds, they came as well to what? To hear and to be healed, and they were healed. Praise God. And then he goes on. He says this, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out of him, from him, and healed them all. Praise God. Notice it was the power of God that flowed out of Jesus. that healed them all. Now, what did it do? Those who were being harassed by bad thoughts, those who were being harassed by past mistakes, those who were being harassed you know, just out of life and maybe feeling the insecurities of life, they got healed just like those who came in here who had physical pain in their bodies. Amen? And the power of God flowed out to everyone who came to Jesus to have their life changed. That's good news, isn't it? So somebody says, well, I wish it had happened for me. Well, it doesn't happen by wishing. You have to find out what they did. And if we believe what they believed and do what they did and come to Jesus the same way, the Lord hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if they could get those kind of results from the Lord, then you and I can get those kind of results from the Lord. Because God is no respecter of persons. Amen. See, a lot of times the reason that we don't get the same results is we haven't figured out how to get those results like they did. And you can't say these people were more spiritual than we are. They were people that were struggling. They were people that had emotional distress. They were people that had insecurities. They were people that had physical infirmities. I mean, these are every day going to work, carry your lunch bucket with you people, that, that ran across struggles and heard about Jesus and came to sell it for themselves. Is he really who he says he is? Amen? Amen. And you know, the Lord has never, ever backed down from a challenge when people came to find out if he was really who he said he was. Yeah. That's right. And you know, Jesus never got on people's case because they came and asked and checked and, and challenged him. In fact, you know, when the, the man came to him and said, Lord, it, 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 you know, if it's your will, you can heal me. You know, Jesus didn't look at him and say, Who do you think you're asking me if it's my... No, he looked at him and said, It's my will, reached out, touched him, and healed him, praise God, of an incurable disease. Hallelujah. So what are are some of the keys here that we need to discover if we're going to have that same power flow from Jesus into us and it flowed from him there into them, amen? Well, the two keys that we have to look at is found here in verse 17 again, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Notice that the first thing that they did is they came to hear the word. Amen, they came to hear the word. Why did they come to hear the word that was coming out of him? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, hear what's been said. And then he went on and said this, he that has more will be given. You know what he's talking about? The more you hear, the more you'll get. Amen. Amen. Amen? Have you ever got in the presence of God and all of a sudden a revelation came and then as you kept digging, it just kept getting bigger and better and brighter? Hallelujah. So the Lord says, when you begin to set yourself to hear what the word says, what happens is faith comes to those who hear the word of God. I have to hear it. That means that I have to pay attention and receive it as a message from God to me. Amen? I don't know what everybody else is hearing, but what I'm hearing is that Jesus is my healer. Hallelujah. And he has his word for me. And, and somebody says, well, why is it so important that we hear that? Because in Hebrews eleven six, he says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Amen? Then he goes on in Hebrews eleven six, says, and he that comes to God must believe that he is... And that is a rewarder, them that diligently seek him. In other words, there's no use diligently seeking God if you don't believe he is God and believe that he will do what he said he would do. Amen? And you can't believe he'll do what he said he would do if you haven't heard what he said he would do. Amen? Because believing in faith comes by hearing. So you have to not just see it and receive information you have to receive revelation and revelation comes by hearing it praise god Amen See, revelation doesn't come by just showing up at church. Revelation doesn't come by just reading your Bible. Revelation comes when you open your heart and your mind and your ears up to God, and God begins to speak that word into you, and all of a sudden you hear it, and it brings faith into your life. Somebody says, have I, I don't know if I've heard it or not. Do you have faith? Do you believe? Yeah, then, then you're hearing it, praise God. But if you're still questioning your situation or questioning God, you haven't heard it yet. Now, Brother Dale, I've I've been in all kinds of meetings. I've heard all kinds of things. You haven't heard anything yet. You were listening maybe, but you didn't hear it. But these people came with their first primary goal or purpose of being there was to hear the word. They came to hear what Jesus had to say about their situation. Amen? Why? Because faith comes to me (laughs) when I actually hear what the word says. And when that faith comes to me, it causes me to believe that Jesus will do what he said he would do. And that believing that he will do what he said he will do causes me then to approach him with an attitude of receiving instead of an attitude of questioning whether or not he'll do it for me. Amen? Amen? And see, a lot of us, we are going to God wondering if he'll do what he said instead of going to God expecting him to do what he said. Amen? So if I'm not coming to God believing he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, in other words, if I'm not believing I'm going to get what I'm seeking him for because I heard it in the word and I believe it in my heart, then you know I'm not there yet. So what I need to do is this. I need to make my first priority in getting my blessing is to really hear what the Lord is saying to me about the situation. And when I really hear it, it will cause me to change my attitude. And all of a sudden, instead of seeing myself defeated and never coming out of this, I start seeing myself getting it and getting well and getting blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. So all faith, all things that come from God begin by hearing the word. So let's 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 deal specifically with healing. Let me give you some scriptures here. I'm gonna read these to you out of the Amplified Bible. And and in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, and these are all our redemptive scriptures on healing. Amen. This is the foundation scriptures that you should build all faith on to receive your healing and deliverance from God. Isaiah is prophesying about the Lord Jesus Christ somebody says how do you know that well remember in Acts chapter 8 after you know uh, the preaching in Samaria that that, you know he was caught up and and set over in Gaza and and he found a you know an Ethiopian and he's coming along and he heard him uh, you're reading from Scripture and he was reading from Isaiah 53 and the Lord said go join yourself to this chariot." and he jumps up on the chariot and started preaching Christ from the same scriptures amen well I don't believe God was confused Amen? And I believe Philip was preaching out of Revelation Knowledge, and he was preaching from Isaiah 53, and he just picked right up there and preached Christ to the man and got him saved. So it must have been the, been right, amen? Right. Because he got the results. So Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Amplified, says, Surely, everybody say Surely. surely. Surely he, Jesus, has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Now that needs to be Jesus speaking to you. And here's how you need to hear that. Surely Jesus has borne my grief, so I don't have to be in grief anymore. Amen? I don't have to walk around here sad and grieving and and forlorn. He's borne my griefs, things that cause me grief. Jesus has taken, that word "born" means to take upon himself. Amen? So the Lord has taken whatever it is that's bringing grief into my life upon himself so I can be free from grief. He's borne my sicknesses or the cause of my sickness. He took the cause that's making me sick right now upon himself so I could be free. He took my weaknesses. I don't have to live in weakness anymore. I can live in strength. He took the things that distress me and oppress me and keep me defeated. He took those things and put them upon himself and took them so I wouldn't have to bear them. He carried, the word carried means to convey to a far distance. He picked up on himself and conveyed to a far distance everything that brings sorrow and pain in my life. And everything that I should be punished for, Jesus has already carried it to a far distance. Where did he carry it to? He carried it right back down into the depths of hell and gave it right back to the one who had started in the first place and said, you don't have a right to put this on the people because I defeat you with it and I'm bringing your junk back to you. Amen so he's already done this. So I need to, I need to hear that. And if, and if God is a just God, he's not going to ask me to bear and carry something he's already put on Jesus. Come on, that's right. Both of us don't have to pay the price for my freedom. And Jesus has already done it for him. amen? See, these are things that people are coming to hear over in Luke chapter six. They're coming to hear. What does he have to say? And you know Jesus is preaching this because in Luke chapter four, whenever he stepped up in his first message, he took Isaiah 61 and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach this gospel to the poor the sick and to set people free. And he goes right down the line. He says, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. In other words, I am the one Isaiah was talking about. That's right. And the sick are going to get healed. The, the oppressed are going to get delivered. Come on. The poor are going to come out of the, the, the impoverished mentality they're in and begin to prosper and be successful. The devil's going to be defeated. And the, and the year of salvation and favor is coming to everybody who will believe on me. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you know, that's Isaiah 53. I like down here what he says also in, in, in the first five. He says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our guilt and iniquities. I don't have to feel guilty anymore. Come on. And my sins have been blotted out. The chastisement needful for me to obtain peace and well-being was upon him. You know what I do when I'm praying these things for myself? I say, Lord... All the things here that you said here that that is needful for me to obtain peace and well-being was laid upon you, so i just go ahead and receive my peace and well-being right now. Hallelujah. I obtain it. I receive it because you've already taken the cares, the worries, the concerns, the struggles, all the unknowns that, that would try to keep me in turmoil, and you've already borne it so I don't have to so I can walk in peace. And Lord, with the stripes that wounded you, I am healed and made whole. I'm not just healed, I'm made whole. Are you listening to me? See, you can be healed and still be a wounded person. Come on. But you see, the Lord doesn't want you just feeling better and healed where you can, can you know, uh, basically function. He wants you healed and made whole from that. I, I, if I'm going to get healed from something that the enemy's put upon me, I don't want to have to live in the fear that it might come back again. Amen. And so the Lord says, Here's what I want to do. I don't want to just heal you. I want to make you whole from that situation. That means your whole spirit, soul, and body. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to be fretting. You don't have to walk around, you know, concerned something's going to happen. No, He has healed me and made me whole, and I'm going forward. Hallelujah. Somebody says, What if it comes back again? I'll just go right back to the same scripture and remind it that Jesus has set me free and get on the word again. Amen. But I am, I'm not looking for it to come back because I'm whole. I'm whole, praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Remember, they came to hear. So you're hearing now. You're hearing this. This is what he says. Verse 16, Matthew chapter 8. When evening came, they brought to him many who were under the power of demons. In other words, Satan was controlling their lives. And he drove out the spirits with a word, and he restored to health all who were sick. In other words, he just broke the power of the devil off these people and set them free, amen? Now, what did Jesus do with He spoke the word to them. Once again, they came to hear and to be healed. Amen? Everything starts with hearing, praise God. And as you sitting there going, he must, wait, wait, he's talking to me. Hallelujah. It must be me. I don't know what everybody else is doing here tonight, but God's speaking to me. Hallelujah. Well, guess what? He's speaking to all of us because the multitude over there in Luke got healed. That must mean that Jesus was speaking this word to every one of them, wasn't he? Not just some of them, but all of them. Now look what he says in verse 17. And thus he fulfilled. In other words, verse 16 says he took the word and healed and set these people free from the bondage of the enemy. And then he says, and thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 53, what? He himself took in order to carry away our sicknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. Isn't that good? In other words, Jesus was doing all this stuff in fulfillment of what had been prophesied of him. He was breaking the enemy's power off of humanity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then Peter, looking back at the cross, he says it like this in 1 Peter 2, 24. He personally, oh, I like that. That's why I like the Amplified. Jesus did this personally. It was a personal thing with him. Amen? Amen. It wasn't impersonal. It was Jesus being personal. It was Jesus being intimate. It was Jesus going one-on-one with me. Hallelujah. He personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar and offered himself on it that we might die or cease to exist to sin and live to righteousness. And by his wounds, you have been healed. Hallelujah. See, faith comes to us, folks, when the question is answered, is it God's will to heal me? When you can answer that in your own heart, is it God's will to deliver me and heal me and make me whole? When the answer is yes, based on what he says, faith comes into your heart. Now you're positioned to receive something mighty from God, amen? And you see, this is the thing. Let's don't complicate this. This, us don't make it so so hard that you can't do it. Everyday ordinary people like you and I, we have this. We can do this. It's, there. it's just simply listening and hearing and receiving and saying, I accept that. I accept that. I receive that. I remember when I first got into the word, I was coming out of the denominational setting and got a hold of some of Brother Hagin's stuff. And and you know, I had a friend of mine and he 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 read one of the books on how to turn your faith loose. He goes, I just don't know about all that confession. What do you think about it? I said, I just take it, praise God. He said, Do you mean you understand it? I didn't say I said I understand it, I said I take it. Hallelujah. He said, you mean that, that you, you, you believe that if you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, say good things, you can get what you say? I said, I take it, man. I'm not fighting that, praise God. I've been living in defeat all my life. I, I take anything, it'll give me victory. Man, I'm, I'm hooking up with this, praise God. And it wasn't a big thing, it was just simply, I heard it and said, I, I, I take that, praise God, amen. I accept that. And you know what happened whenever I started accepting these things? started working in my life praise god because you see you can't operate in something you don't know and you can't know until you hear it so the first thing that got to do is this the people came to hear so we come to jesus to hear then the second thing is found back over here in luke chapter six and 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 it says right here in the same verse he says this "And, and they came to be healed of their diseases in other words the reason they were hearing this was to get what they came for and once they got convinced that they could have it, then you go to verse 19 and you find out that the second thing that they did was this. And, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. Now, why did they all of a sudden want to touch him? Because they heard that the healing power of God would flow out of him. Listen to me, I mean, you know, if you, if you had a rock that weighed, you know, say a five pound rock, and somebody had a machine over here, and it would turn that five pound rock into a fourteen karat pure gold, you know, five pound nugget. And you walked over, and they said, "Yeah, bring your rock over here, and it'll work." And and, and somebody in front of you said, "I believe I'll do that." And they go over, and they turn their rock into five pound gold. Just guess what? You're gonna want to get your rock on that machine, aren't you? Amen. Huh? Yeah, he's going to walk off saying, Well, I heard it worked, but yeah, I love my rock. That was a great service. I really enjoyed the preaching. Did you get anything out of it? Oh, it was great. Did God bless you? Yeah. Did you get healed? Well, I don't know. I was kind of, you know, I was kind of thought, Yeah, if it's His will, you know. You didn't get anything, you still got your rock. When they heard that they could lay down their rock and pick up some gold, they laid down their rock and sought to get the gold. Hallelujah. When you come in here and here, you can lay down your sinful life and receive a righteous life. You ought to get rid of that rock. When you come in here and find out, you can get delivered from things that are oppressing you, defeating you, and holding you in body. Take that rock and lay it down and go get your blessing, praise God. Don't walk away from Jesus with your problem when he tells you, bring it to me, touch me, and let my fire change it for you. Amen. And so therefore, these people, they heard that he would do this, and immediately they began to touch him. They sought to touch him, why? Because in James 2.20, James says, don't you know, foolish man, that faith without works is dead. Good intentions won't get you the, the miracle. Quoting scriptures won't get you the miracle. You have to reach out with your faith and say, Jesus, I'm touching you with my faith right now, and I'm believing your power to flow into my situation and change my situation for me. It's not by my might. It's not by my power, but it's by your power based on your word and who you are. I am going to lay down my rock and pick up your gold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm laying down my sickness and picking up your healing. I'm laying down my oppression and picking up your peace. I'm laying down my insecurities and I'm picking up your boldness. I'm laying down my past and I'm picking up your future, praise God. I'm laying down those things that have been lying to me and I'm picking up your truth. I'm laying down I can't do it and I'm picking up I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, I'm gonna touch you and you're gonna change my I can'ts to I can and I'm walking out of here blessed, hallelujah see that's how simple it is praise god i'm bringing my situation to jesus and letting him fix it for me praise god and believing he will and the reason i believe he will is because i've got his word on it and i read where god just doesn't lie can't lie never will lie amen because he's always the truth and so the lord is speaking so what they do they come to jesus and there, there, there are two parts of this. They come to hear what he has to say. And then number two, they come to act upon it. If I'm hearing this right, I'm going to do this. And I'm leaving this service blessed. Amen. So what was the full purpose of them coming to that meeting with Jesus? They came to leave different than they came. Are you hearing me? They didn't come just to hear a message. They came to hear and to be healed. Their intention and their intent of heart for coming to the service with Jesus was they were going to leave changed. Are you hearing me? Now, where are you going with this, preacher? I'm going here. Why would you get in a prayer line to be prayed for if your intent was not to change, be changed and leave that prayer line different than when you came? Amen. I got in it sick, I left healed. I got in it depressed, I left victorious. I got in it being tormented by the lies, but I left in the peace of God's truth, hallelujah, because that's the reason I came. I came for a purpose, I came to get something. They came to get something, and all they needed was the proper formula on how to get it, and the formula was hear what he has to say, believe it's for you, and then act upon it, and touch him with your faith that he gives you. That's right. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't even ask you to come up with something on your own to get it. He says, you're gonna to have to get this with faith. So here's what I'm gonna do. i give you my words so that my words can give you faith, so I'll give you faith when you hear my word. Then take the faith that I give you, bring it back up here with me, and touch me with the faith that I just gave you, and I'll give you the miracle that you couldn't get until you got my faith that I just gave you through hearing what I had to say. Hallelujah. And then when you go out and somebody says, how is it that you got so blessed and you're so delivered and so healed? You I don't know, it's just God, hallelujah. I heard that Jesus would do it and, and he gave me faith because I heard and then I took the faith that he gave me and gave it back to him and touched him with it and he took my faith and changed my faith to healing and I walked out healed. praise God. Amen. So everything you got came through him, from him, with him, and through him, Hallelujah. That's why the prophet of the Old Testament said, it's not by your might nor your power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. In other words, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start it. I'm going to get you in it. I'm going to take you through it. All I'm needing you to do is hear enough to cooperate with me. And if you'll work with me, I'll get you out of this thing. Amen? Because that's the Lord that we're serving. He wants to turn bad things into good things and tests into testimonies and struggles into triumphs. Are you listening to me? He wants to take hopeless situations and make them testimonies of his grace and love and he wants to do it in our life. Somebody says, will that work in this day? Look in Acts chapter 14 real quick. Acts the 14th chapter, this is the the Apostle Paul, and Paul is showing up here in Lystra, (laughs) and Barnabas and he are preaching the gospel, and they're ministering the word, and you find down here in verses seven through 10, that there are some things that go on here, just like there in in Luke chapter 6, only this time it's just with one of us. Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God orchestrating this, and now he's using a man to preach the message and to release the anointing so that he can still do the same thing he did when he was here. Amen? So in in Acts chapter 14 and verse 7, it says this, and they were preaching the gospel there, no they weren 't preaching their theories huh they weren't they weren't preaching history, they were not preaching you know their denominational doctrine, they were preaching the gospel, the gospel, the message of the kingdom of God and the king that reigns and rules. the good news of what Jesus did amen and it says and and in Lystra, a certain man. Look at that. Without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. I mean, this is a tough situation. I mean, this is an extreme thing. This is a man who was born this way. He's never walked. I mean, this isn't a headache. Amen. Amen. I heard Brother John Osteen say one time, he said he got to praying about God, using him for healings and stuff and miracles. And, and he said, he said the Lord said, well, just hold a healing service and I'll, I'll show you. And so he said, you know, I got up there and I preached on Jesus is the healer. And he said, you know, I was telling everybody, how about Jesus the healer? And he said, I had my faith that the first person I lay hands on would have a headache and I'd get him healed, Hallelujah. And so he said, if anybody here wants to be healed, you come up here. And he said, a fella came up here, and he was deaf. And another person was standing beside him. He was blind. And he said, Lord, they aren't headaches. What are you doing to me here? Hallelujah. And the Lord said, it doesn't matter what they're facing. He said, my healing power is greater than anything that can hold you in bondage he said, what am I going to do? He said, act like it works. And he said, so I just spoke to the deaf man and all of a sudden he could hear. I laid my hands on the blind man and he turned around and went, oh my God. And they both ran around the building. Hallelujah. And he said, I went home and I said, boy, I wish I could figure out how you did that, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Lord said, I'll tell you how I did it. If you'll preach my gospel and let me have an opportunity, I'll show you how great I am. See, a lot of times we're making it too hard, folks. We're making it like we are supposed to be something. I can remember one time I was preaching the gospel, you know, in the early days of my ministry. I, you know, somebody says, when was it? Well, it? was in 1979. That's a few years ago, isn't it? Amen. And we've been having these Saturday night healing services. And so, you know, we'd had several Saturday night healing services, and the crowds kept getting bigger and bigger and getting better and better. And, and you know, this one particular Saturday, though, here I was at out and I was busy and I was doing stuff. It was church busy, but you know I wasn't able to pray and really get before God like normal. And so therefore, you know what I'm doing? I'm back here in the back and I look out and the crowd's the biggest crowd we've had yet. And I don't feel anything. I'm going, oh God, I didn't get to pray today like I should. I don't feel any anointing. And Lord, this is the biggest crowd we've ever had. And Lord, if I don't go out there and do something, they won't come back. And I was only 23, 24 years old. I mean, you know, God was giving me some, some grace there. Amen. And so the Lord just let me continue to stick the rope out there. And I kept saying, oh, Lord, I've got to be anointed. I've got to be anointed. Oh, Lord, put some anointed. Oh, help me, Lord, be anointed. And finally, after, in my desperation, with about five minutes to go in the service, the Lord said, read Mark 16, 15 through 20. I said, Lord, I don't need to read it to you. I can quote it to you. Go, you and all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, He believe. He said, I didn't say quote it. I said, read it. Just interrupted me. How rude of God, amen? <laughs> and so I grabbed my Bible and turned over to Mark 16, 15, and I read it right down. Go all the world, preach the gospel, he believe baptized shall be, you know, right on the line, these signs shall follow them that believe. And I said, that's it, that's it. I need people to follow. I need signs. So that, you know, and he said, read the rest of it. And so, you know, lay hands on I said, that's it, that's it. He said, read the rest of it. So I got to verse 20. He says, and they went forth everywhere, preaching the gospel of the Lord, working with them and confirming the word through signs following I said, that's it, Lord, I need some signs following. He said, read Mark 16, 15 through 20. I said, wait a minute, I just read it to you. He said, well, read it again. So I read it again. Got done, I said, that's it, Lord, I need people to get healed tonight. I need signs and wonders tonight. I need miracles tonight. And They ain't coming back. And the Lord said, read Mark 16, 20, 15 through 20. And I said, Lord, you know, I'm not, I'm not ignorant. I might be a little slow, but I do have a college degree. <laughs> so I'm not really, I, I, you know, what am I missing? The Lord said, read it slowly this time. And I read it, go in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. King James back then these signs, you know, it says, and, and they that believe, you know, baptized shall be saved. They that believe not shall be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick, right down the line, you know. Then it gets down here to verse 20, you know, again, of course, 19, he was raised up, seated in heavenly places, right hand of God. And he says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And the Lord said, Now, uh, in that text there, those scriptures, who did the preaching? I said, They did. He said, So who's going to do the preaching tonight? I said, Well, I guess I am. He said, You got that right. You're preaching tonight. He said, Who laid hands on them? I said, Well, they did. He said, Who's going to lay hands on them tonight? I said, Well, I am. I'm the only one here. (laughs) He said, Who did the healing? I said, Verse 20, I said, "Uh, You did. He said, "Who's going to do the healing tonight?" I said, "You are." He goes, "Now you got it in order." He said, "Listen, you think you can do your part?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "You believe I can do my part?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Then don't matter what you feel. Just go out there and do it." Right. Amen. Amen. And all of a sudden I found out how God works. He doesn't work because we've done all this stuff and we've done yeah, and we think we're finally ready and prepared to get it. He just wants us to work with him. Because he's the one who's preaching to you now. He's the one who's putting that revelation in you now. He's the one who's causing faith to come from his word into you now. And when you bring your faith up to him here in just a moment, he's going to take the faith that he just gave you and turn it into your miracle and send you home blessed. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Because that's how he does things. So Paul is preaching this gospel to this people. And it says, This man has never been able to get up. And he says, This man heard Paul speaking and, and observing, and Paul observing him intently, notice it, seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright or straight up on your feet, and he leaped and walked. Somebody says, why well, do you struggle sometimes? I've, I've quoted that so many times in King James, and they change a little bit. Whenever I get to preaching, I fall back under my King James quoting of it. Amen? So then I have to read it the way it reads. Praise God. But anyway, I want you to see something here. Three things Paul did. Number one, Paul preached the gospel to him. I've done the first thing. I preached the gospel to you. Amen? Amen. What was the second thing Paul did? He, he perceived that the man had faith. That, in other words, he, he realized that that man heard and I can see faith, you know, you know, faith is recognizable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Amen. you go from questioning whether God will do something to you to believing he'll do something for you. It'll change. It'll change your, your, your countenance will change. It changed Well, you come down here in a little bit. If you really believe God's going to do something for you, you know what you do? Ooh, let me get down there. Hallelujah. If you don't believe God's gonna do something for you, a lot of times it's like, well, I'm gonna go down here, maybe God will do, maybe God won't. Come on. Well, Paul recognized this guy here's needing a miracle, but man, his eyes are lit up and he's believing. And then Paul does one other thing. You know what Paul did? He gave him a command. He told him to stand up. He said, get up. You know what Paul was saying? Now you believe it, act like it's yours. Take that faith that's in your heart and give it to Jesus and watch him turn it into your miracle. Amen? See, the man's gonna have to do something now. What did the man do? Well, the first thing the man did is he heard Paul preach. Why? Because he came to hear. Have you heard? Have you heard? See, he heard Paul preach. You've heard the gospel preached to you tonight. Then what, he he had faith to be healed. In other words, as he heard, God gave him faith to receive. His attitude changed. His outlook changed. In fact, his, 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 what he was expecting changed. In other words, he didn't just come to church that day. You know, he, maybe he just came and he just thought, well, I'll go down here and go to church like always. But all of a sudden, Paul's preaching this gospel, and instead of just sitting there going through church as usual, he tuned in and started listening. Yes, that's right. And something happened to him. When he heard that, God began to speak it to him, and it became personal. Yes. And that good news became his good news. And when he really heard that word, you know what that word did? It caused faith to come into his heart. See, faith always follows the word. Whenever you hear the word, faith comes right along with it, praise God. And then he heard, hears Paul say, get up. Now you know he's got to have faith going for him right now because if you've never walked and somebody tells you to get up, you might think twice. But you know what the Bible says? He didn't think twice about it. He didn't sit there and think whether he should or shouldn't. The Bible says immediately jumped up. You know what he did? He just acted like he could. He just acted like he could. Are you hearing me? And that was his faith acting. He wasn't in presumption. He wasn't in hope so, maybe so. He was jumping up believing that God's going to strengthen him on the way. Hallelujah. And you know what? God changed that man's life right there, through the power of his word. And you know what? That same God is here tonight to change our life through the power of his word. All we have to do is this. We've heard it. Now let's believe it. Now let's act on it.